0: You're listening to Wharfside, stories from Portland Harbor's working waterfront. I'm Galen Coke. On a bright spring morning in May, I went for a tour of Portland's waterfront at low tide with the city's waterfront coordinator, Bill Needleman. At low tide, the silt and mud that plagues wharves and piers in Portland Harbor becomes more apparent. During high tide, these boats would have enough water, but not now.
1: People have been trying to solve this problem for a long time. Dredging never stops. It's like paving roads and putting roof on your house. As soon as you do it, it's just a matter of time before you need to do it again.
0: Dredging is the deepening of a waterway by the removal of mud, weeds, and rubbish from its bottom. The process is complicated and sometimes controversial, depending on what sort of material needs to be dredged. The main shipping channel in Portland Harbor is regularly dredged by the Army Corps of Engineers, but that doesn't cover private piers and wharfs where vessels actually tie up. Although water quality in Casco Bay has been improved over the last 40 years, the presence of legacy pollutants is high in bottom sediments. Chemicals such as polychlorinated biphenyls PCBs, and polynuclear aromatic hydrocarbons, PAHs, remain, along with high levels of mercury, cadmium, and lead. A lot of these nasty chemicals wash into the slips from combined sewer overflows. Stormwater carries the contaminants from city streets into the bay and they settle in the mud between wharves and piers.
1: The area between the wharves has legacy sediments from old industries and stormwater runoffs. Uh, It's just not suitable to dump in a marine environment. You need to contain that material so it doesn't uh, further contaminate other areas. And and because that uh, containment doesn't exist, most piers have remained undredged for many, many years.
0: Bill and I stopped by Union Wharf. Charlie Poole, president of the proprietors of Union Wharf, showed us areas of the pier with significant sediment buildup.
1: Uh, Most (coughs) of our dredging needs are on the west side midway up to the very bulkhead on the west side and the same on the east side, probably two-thirds of the way, right to the bitter end. From the east side, it muds out. It doesn't mud out in terms of you can see the, the mud all the way, but the boat's keels sit in the mud slightly. There's about 150 feet of dockage that can't be used because there's no water there, so would like to make that become usable.
0: Charlie and other pier owners in Portland Harbor have been trying to tackle this dredging issue for over 20 years.
1: Nobody's getting any younger, (laughs) and the problem isn't going away, so if we just sort of let it sit and we'll get back to that, I, I don't think it'll ever happen, and maybe not in my lifetime.
0: The two biggest hurdles in resolving the dredging issue are closely linked. The first is the need to test the bottom materials to find out what is in them, and the second is the need to have a location to dispose of the dredge materials, called spoils. The cost of biological testing for individual peer owners is in excess of $75,000 for each test. Many peer owners simply cannot make that level of upfront investment. But the Portland Harbor Commission has received a $350,000 Brownfields grant to fund testing of contamination levels in the sediment. Because of legacy pollutants, it's assumed that the dredge material cannot be disposed of out at sea. The Brownfields grant will pay to determine how badly the material is contaminated. Then it's a matter of permitting and timing.
1: If testing is taken care of, you know, then it comes to digging where well you can dig the material, but where you put it is the big question.
0: To help resolve this, the city has received state funding to pay an engineering firm to design a confined aquatic disposal, or CAD cell, a hole in the ocean floor into which the contaminated dredged material will be placed and contained. Charlie, Bill, Fisherman, and other stakeholders hope to find a suitable site for the CAD cell, and this is by far the most difficult and controversial piece of the puzzle. Some lobstermen who fish in the harbor are concerned about the placement of the CAD cell. Bill Coppersmith has been outspoken at meetings about his dislike of certain site locations, which the stakeholder group has discarded from consideration.
1: I don't have a problem with the dredging, the maintenance dredging that they want to do in between the pias. I believe I want to keep this a working waterfront. What I have a problem with is where they want to put this cad cell that they said there'd be no problem with. That's their business. My business is, again, trying to catch a lobster.
0: Greg Turner, another local lobsterman, adds his concerns. Other than what Bill said, the only thing I can think of is when something goes wrong and they come up with a newspaper article and says these lobsters are contaminated, whether they are or they aren't. The boat price of the is going to be $2 from Kittery to Jonesport. He ain't going to want them. And that's, that's my biggest fear is something's going to happen. And like he said, there's going to be no one, no one accountable. Groups like the Environmental Protection Agency and Friends of Casco Bay describe the CAD cell as the least worst option. And if a site can be chosen that does not put the environment or the fisheries at risk, then this project will move forward. In the meantime, the stakeholders, peer owners and city employees, engineers and environmentalists, and lobstermen and other maritime businesses are working together to find an acceptable solution.
1: I think dredging has always been and always will be one of the, the most important maintenance things that we can do, but it's the hardest. Dredge spoils, dredge material, muck, mud, dump site. None of it sounds very attractive, but you know, we, we as a state, as a, have to make a collective decision and and, then the citizens of the city and the state of Maine, uh, are we going to commit and say we still want to be a seafaring commerce? This is a pretty still a very active area and I like to think that it could continue to be just that.
0: If piers and wharves lose their birthing, marine commerce in Portland would become a thing of the past and that is something that everyone wants to avoid. It's not only the working waterfront that will be lost, but also the unique character of Portland that appeals to residents and visitors alike. Wharfside, Stories from Portland Harbors Working Waterfront, is funded by the Waterfront Alliance and Bay Estuary Partnership. Thanks for listening.